0: Last week, we asked you a question. What's going on with your spending? And we got a lot of answers. Over the past year, it just feels like everything has
1: gotten more expensive. Instead of eating out three to four times a month, I now only eat out once or twice a month. We've had to be a little bit more cautious about our spending. We spend maybe 30% more at the grocery store than we used to. And I realized it was getting pretty bad after
0: I had to start using a lot of my credit cards and not being able to pay them off. The U.S. runs on consumer spending. It accounts for roughly 70% of the whole economy. So when people like you slow their spending, it matters. New Year's resolution 2023, buy nothing.
1: We had our own spin on dry January and we started frugal January.
0: I eat a lot of chicken and I eat a lot of rice. No breakfast, a light lunch, I eat a lot of PB&J. My wife and I are
1: expecting our first child in August, so we're kind of in saving mode at this point.
0: I was looking to retire this year, but it looks like it'll be three or four years before being able to do so. The only bill I have to worry about out here is my propane. So I'm bundled up in a sweatshirt under my covers, trying not to run my heater in an ice storm. It is very cold, to say the least. I don't feel very optimistic right now. Where am I going to be in the next few years financially? It just feels like something is fundamentally broken. Across the country, consumers are spending less. Retail sales are down. Existing home sales are down. Car sales are down. And when consumers cut back, the risk of recession rises. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Tuesday, February 7th. Coming up on the show, the U.S. consumer is starting to freak out. So we asked one consumer, why?
1: My name is Ben DeLong. Um, I live in southern Minnesota. Um, I've been here for uh, probably about the last 12 years. I moved down here from the Twin Cities area.
0: Ben agreed to break down his household finances for us. He's an account manager and an industrial manufacturer. He lives with his partner, and together they earn about $100,000 a year. They own their home and have some pets, no kids. How are you feeling about... Your economic situation. It's a mixture
1: of tension, um, a little bit of fear. A lot of that just comes from my current financial situation. You know, at the start of the pandemic, um, I felt like things were going pretty well. I was able to start building savings uh, pretty significantly in 2020. Um, I had started prior to that, of course, but I was able to really start putting money away then. Um, And I've gone down to pretty much zero. I have a couple of cents in there to keep the account open for when I can really start putting money back in there.
0: How does it feel to just have a couple cents in your savings account? Um, It's terrifying. That, that's really where a lot of the fear comes from. Um, if
1: any part of my financial situation changes, I don't have a cushion to fall back on. Um, you know, I, I'm really starting to feel like I'm living that. You're two missed paychecks away from total financial ruin.
0: In 2020, Americans were saving a lot of money, just like Ben, about 17% of their monthly income. At the end of last year, that had fallen to around 3%. And it's partly because... Everything's gotten more expensive. Do you remember that moment when you had to first kind of start tapping into your savings? I don't know if I can really say that there was a a
1: specific moment. Um, I think it was after my third transfer out of my savings account into my checking, when I got the little pop-up from my bank that said I've hit my monthly limit, that I finally realized that I was in trouble.
0: And what was happening?
1: What were you spending on? Utilities were starting to really increase, um, and really everything was going up. Food was going up. um, Gas for the cars were going up. uh, Clothing was going up. Everything was going up around me except for my income at that point.
0: So how have you cut back?
1: I got rid of a vehicle. Um, I I got something that is cheaper, smaller, and more fuel efficient um, to try to save there. Um, I've done some insulation projects on my home to try to save on utilities. I've switched everything to LED lighting in my home. Unfortunately, it seems the cost
0: increases are outpacing all of my attempts to save money. One place where Ben is spending a lot more money is at the grocery store. How much is your grocery bill today versus what it was a year or two ago? When I first really started
1: tracking it, we were spending about $150 a week on groceries. Um, and even with cutbacks and with couponing and looking for in-store deals, that has steadily risen to about $300 a week.
0: Where did you start cutting back?
1: Well, initially, when we started cutting back, it was just, um, you know, expensive meats, um, vegetables that, you know, we might not get to or anything that really just went bad in a couple of days. So, like, we haven't bought bananas, which, you know, back in the day, you could get a bundle of them for, like, 29 cents a pound. But those go bad on the counter within two days, and now they're $1.50 a pound. Instead of eating more fresh things, we were eating more canned, more frozen. So the amount of processed food that we were going up, um, it, 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 we significantly changed how we were buying food.
0: But Ben also has a different approach to food. He's doing more than clipping coupons. Good morning, ladies. Hi. Good morning. Are you hungry? He has seven chickens in his backyard.
1: Ladies. Look out.
0: All right, you're all going to get food.
1: Get some lyre for you. Oh.
0: Buck, buck. Ben's been raising chickens since 2019. And actually, more people have been doing this, according to suppliers of chicks, in some cases, to deal with the rising price of eggs. Ben says his chickens lay about a dozen eggs every two to three days. So more than I can use. What do you do with the extra?
1: I have a couple of neighbors um, that we had an exchange going. So um, we all have gardens. I have chickens. So over the course of Summer and fall, as we start harvesting things, we're trading constantly. I give the vast majority of the eggs away. Um, I don't ask for money for them.
0: Last year, Ben decided to expand his farm beyond chickens. I don't think a lot of people would
1: probably be willing to do what we did. (laughs) We decided, um, after several conversations, to buy pigs. Um, And we would raise them on our family land in southern Minnesota. And once they were of proper weight and age, we would butcher them.
0: Ben and a few friends pooled their money and bought six pigs last year. He kept the pigs on his mother-in-law's farm.
1: Typically, we would just be down there on the weekends, uh, making sure that just general care was done. So if their hooves need to be trimmed, um, if we need to, you know, (laughs) plow out a new spot to put out fencing so that they have a new place to furrow and play, and of course, to make sure that they had food and adequate water and everything else.
0: So I don't know if this is a weird question, but did you name the pigs?
1: (laughs) I did not name my pigs. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> um, because I knew that would make it too hard for me. Um, but the, the kids named one of the pigs happy. Oh. Um, and, and for a period of time, um, when we would go down there to visit, whenever we would have any pork, I would always crack a joke, you know, are we eating happy chops or is this happy bacon? Um, and that's probably morbid, but uh, <laughs> um I I strongly advise against naming any animal that you intend to eat.
0: So can we kind of talk about this butchering process? Did you do it yourself?
1: Yes, we did.
0: Wow! How did you learn how to butcher a pig?
1: Um, well, we had some help um, from one of the farmers down the street um, who was very kind in assisting us. Um, you know, we did all of the work. Um, that was not something that he said that he would help us do. He just gave us some helpful tips and tricks and walked us through the first one on the property.
0: How did it feel?
1: It was, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it was difficult for me. Um, so, you know, we, we tried to make it as quick as possible for them. You don't want an animal to suffer. Um, and once they are gone, um, then the process of butchery starts.
0: Is this something you think you'll do again?
1: <laughs> we have not made the decision of, uh, as to whether or not we're going to get pigs this spring, Um, We're still actually sitting on quite a bit of pork in the freezer, so I don't know that we actually need to.
0: Ben got 140 pounds of pork out of his pigs and estimates that he saved about $500 in meat costs. But even with those savings, Ben is racking up debt. That's next.
1: This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption.
0: Higher prices have forced many Americans to tap into their savings. Data show that some are even taking money out of their retirement accounts early. And a lot of them, like Ben, are relying more and more on their credit cards.
1: In better times, I tended really not to let things sit on the credit card. If there was like a big purchase I was going to be making, I would look for, you know, like a six-month no-interest deal to pay it off. Um, So like, I bought a bedroom set when we moved into our house, and that went under the credit card and it was paid off in four months.
0: And if you don't mind me asking, like, how much debt do you have on your credit card right now? Um, Spread out between the cards that we have, um, roughly $12,000. Ben isn't alone. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York says credit card balances rose 15% in the third quarter of last year. That's the biggest annual increase in more than two decades. And that debt is getting more expensive because the Fed has been raising interest rates. Just last week, it raised rates again by a quarter percentage point. And with interest rates rising, what does that mean?
1: (laughs) For me, um, it, it means that I'm having to cut back even further where I have to. I'm making really, really difficult decisions about, you know, what we're eating or entertainment. You know, we're cutting back on streaming services. I've cut back on the internet package, the cell phones. Um, you know, I, I turned the data plan way down on those. We haven't gotten new phones in probably three years, <laughs> um, I I really, I don't know what I'm going to do if costs continue to rise. Um, I I don't. And that's really, really scary for me.
0: Another thing that is scary for Ben is recent layoffs at his company. And I've
1: been blessed to not be impacted by them. But I also think about, you know, some of the coworkers that I saw every day that are living the fear that I, I have in the back of my head. That is their reality now. Is there job stability? I think so. I I hope so. (laughs) Um, I love the work that I do. I love where I work and the people that I work with. But that is something that weighs heavily on me is what happens if I lose my income?
0: How do you carry that fear? Not well. (laughs) How does that manifest in your life? Um, Depression, anxiety,
1: um, difficulty in relationships with my partner and family. Um, You know, it's, it's really hard to talk about these things. And I know I'm spilling to a stranger for a podcast right now, but telling people that you care about and you want to respect you that you're struggling is one of the hardest things I think I've ever had to do.
0: Ben, thank you so much. Thanks for your time. And I'm sorry for the situation you're in. You know, I I appreciate that, Um, but I I know I'm going to get through it. I will. And you've got pork in your freezer. I do. I have a lot of pork. (laughs) (laughs) So that's something. Pork in the freezer and eggs every day. And a pot of coffee to get me through it. (laughs) That's all for today, Tuesday, February 7th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Joe Pinsker and Harriet Torrey. And special thanks to all of you, our listeners, who sent us your stories. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.